Hello, welcome to the Dear Nikki podcast, where I'm going to be giving you personalized user research advice based on your questions or struggles. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. I'm really excited for today's episode, which I alluded to in the last episode when I talked about preference testing and how I how I might approach that project with the different font types. So today we're going to talk about internal testing. We're going to really think about what it is, when it's beneficial, when it might not be beneficial, when it's something that maybe you should skip, and kind of how to set up internal testing at your organization if you feel like it's a good fit for you. So I was very skeptical about internal testing for quite some time, and that's because I was really scared that if I introduced internal testing to my organizations, they would just say, okay, let's skip skip the good user research. Let's skip the external testing. So before I dive in a little bit more into my experience with it, I just want to define how I think about internal testing and what that looks like to me and what I've done with it in the past. So for me, internal testing means you're taking the concept prototype idea live product whatever it might be that you might that you would normally put in front of external users right so customers somebody outside of your organization your users and instead you're putting them that in front of your colleagues right so to me that's how i define internal testing is we're testing the thing that we would normally test with customers with our colleagues instead. Now, this might not make sense to you if you are are doing research on like an employee product or an internal product. So I used to do research on employee satisfaction and I also did a research project on how devs worked at an organization. I also did research on internally like processes and operations across different departments within an organization. So my users were my colleagues. So that definition of internal testing did not make sense within that scope. However, if you're looking at a more traditional research project where your users are external to your company, that's when that definition of internal testing where you take what you would normally show your external customers or users and you put it in front of your colleagues that's when that makes sense so if you are working on an internal tool or product this definition might might not make sense to you but if you're working with users or customers that are external to your company then this this will resonate with you a lot more so that is how i define internal testing Now, as I said, I was quite skeptical and quite opposed to doing internal testing because I was really scared that if I told my stakeholders, oh, we can just test with colleagues, they would say, great, let's never do proper user research again. And now what is really important to stress is that internal testing is not a replacement for external testing, right? So we can't just say, We tested with our colleagues, all good, and not test externally with users. It's almost like an in-between step. You don't always have to do it. It's not always necessary, but it can be beneficial. And we'll talk about some of the areas that it could be beneficial for you to do internal testing, but it's not something that you have to do, right? 
it's almost a stopgap in a way. And it, there are some, there are definitely some benefits to it. But what we don't want to convey and what I, again, was so, was so concerned about was saying, okay, we can do this instead of talking to users. So if you are at, what I would say is if you're at an organization where they don't really value user research, where they believe a lot in like gut feelings or that they know their users or all of these kind of very low maturity user research thoughts and perceptions, I would personally skip internal research because what you want to do when you're at an organization that doesn't really understand user research and the value of talking externally to users, you don't want to kind of shoot yourself in the foot by saying, let's talk internally to our colleagues because people will grasp onto that and suddenly you'll be fighting again for the importance of talking to external customers. So if you're at a very low maturity user research company, I would I would recommend skipping internal testing. So whenever I've been at companies where it's super low maturity, I won't do internal testing. Or if I do, it would be very, very secretive and only with people who <laughs> I can trust. But if you're at a company that kind of understands the benefits of external users and talking to them, understands the value of user research done properly, then internal testing might be a really interesting kind of tool for you to use. So let's kind of dive into some of the benefits of internal user testing. This was a big, so this was a big surprise to me. I, I thought that there would be no benefits that would come from internal testing. I was just like, this is dumb. We are doing something wrong. <laughs> it was back, back when I also did not look at quantitative data and when I was just coming from a place of fear <laughs> a lot of the times, but internal user research can have its benefits if we, if we really are thoughtful and intention, have intention behind it. So some really great things that come as a benefit of doing internal user research is that it's free, it's fast. People like your, your colleagues can help with certain things. You can test out your, your script. You can test out the actual prototype. You can actually promote user research within the organization, like there are a lot of benefits that come with internal research, right? So let's say that we have a product that we kind of are thinking about, okay, we're going to put this in front of external users. We could take a second and put it in front of employees first because it is fast. It is easy. It is free. It definitely helps promote the process of user research within an organization. And a lot of times your colleagues can give really great feedback, right? So there are definitely benefits to this. And I saw them really clearly when I started to do internal testing. But again, Internal testing is not for everything. We don't want to get into this kind of routine where we're always internally testing first. Like that's not necessary. You know, it, it, internal testing has its time and place and we just need to be really thoughtful about when we use this approach within our entire process. So there are a few times when I really enjoy using internal research and also 
sometimes where it doesn't make as much sense. So let's talk about when to use internal user testing and when it's actually helpful within a given situation. So the number one time that I like to use internal testing is getting feedback on a prototype before putting it in front of users. So you do a few different things when you do this as an internal test. You can find typos in your prototypes. You can find confusing information in your prototypes. You can find bugs, weird you know, uh, experiences and flows within your prototype something that's that gets people super off track, right? So it's almost like QA for your prototype, right? And so you can get feedback on that prototype to make sure it's tip top shape for when you put it in front of users. You can also, this is also kind of like a dry run for you. So you can test out your script, right? So let's say that you are running through a prototype and you kind of aren't sure how to transition between different things, like this is a great time for you to test out your research script or your tasks to make sure that they're clear. You know, it's almost like it's a bit dry run-esque, right? But you could still get good feedback from your colleagues, right? So it, it kind of has those two benefits to it. I would also say I always do a dry run before doing a any sort of user research session. So this could be a really great way to get that feedback and do a dry run at the same time, right? Another time that I have found internal research to be really helpful is gathering feedback on something that is very, very sensitive or very, very confidential, right? So there are times where confidentiality is a problem. So sharing this information externally with users could be a problem. So internal research might be a good option for you. I personally have never worked on something that's so confidential that I can't figure out a way to get users, external users to sign an NDA, make sure that they won't say anything. Like just to, I, I've never worked on something that that is just that confidential. However, there might be people out there who are working on things that are that are super confidential that really just can't go out externally. And so internal testing could be something that's really helpful for you. Another thing that I would say is when there's some resistance to user research, and I know I said if you're working at a low maturity organization that doesn't believe in or doesn't support or doesn't value user research, you can skip internal testing because you don't want to get people on this whole vibe that it's okay to skip talking to users. However, sometimes when you're in like a midpoint where people don't really understand user research, still people can still say, you know, gut feelings are fine. Like you have some like colleagues who don't, don't really get it, internal research. So actually having them conduct or having them be participants in a research set session is actually really interesting for them because it shows them how user research is done. And a lot of the times when I've had either PMs or designers or whomever, other colleagues, stakeholders who weren't super into user research and didn't really understand it, whenever I've run usability tests on them, they've actually found out, they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that, right? So if you're in like a middle ground 
where people are like, yeah, sure, this is fine. Like I get user research, it's fine, but like, I don't really understand it. You know, you could, you could do some internal testing to help them see what it's like to be a participant, right? And then they might understand, oh, maybe, maybe gut decisions like aren't helpful. Maybe we should test things because there's a lot of things that we don't think about <laughs> when we, when we just look at something and don't test it. Another thing that I would say is another great scenario is when you are trying to decide on something that kind of already has a best practice out there. So I know I used the example last week about a font type. So how would the font type potentially impact usability or potentially impact how people are feeling? Right. So when we have these smaller visual changes, or let's say we're going through some sort of redesign, it's quite nice sometimes to start with internal research to see if there is anything that's going horribly wrong with this. You know, so when it comes to the font type, I would recommend, I actually, to be fair, wouldn't speak to external users when it comes to something like font type and, and testing that. I would just test that internally as kind of like a QA, right? So that's that's when internal testing can be really, really helpful. And when I would actually not advise talking to users afterwards. So that's where I would just stay within the internal and then maybe do some sort of A-B test or figure out a different way to measure this over time, right? But if you're doing like a bigger redesign, so when I did, I was working at a company and we did like a huge overhaul redesign where, you know, it wasn't just font type that was different. It was like everything was different. You know, we changed our logo, our colors, uh, the font, the like just everything. We changed everything. It was an overhaul. And in that case, I actually started with internal testing because it was super helpful to like understand where things actually went wrong with these different colors, right? Where things, where like buttons didn't make sense, right? We had moved around some buttons and we had like changed links into certain colors and buttons into different colors. And then we had a few different kinds of buttons, you know, like, so it was actually really helpful to work out kind of the, the more obvious problems before putting things in front of users, because like, what what internal testing is really helpful for is if if you're a bit if things are a bit bumpy and you're like oh i don't really know like we're testing a lot and i'm not really sure like what kind of feedback we're getting internal testing can help get some of that like crappy feedback out of the way like feedback where you wouldn't want to pay somebody for it right so if we did a huge redesign and and it was still a bit clunky and we were still really unsure about quite a few things i would want to put it in front of my employees first to work through some of those obvious problems right and then i would put it in front of users so the feedback that i would get externally from users would be much more high quality important information than it would if I had put like the clunky version out, not to say that we can't put clunky things in front of users, but in this context, it would be kind of interesting, I think, to put it in front of employees first and then put it in front of users. Something else that I have found really interesting when it comes to internal testing is when your product kind of overlaps with what employees might do. Like your employees are actually your users, not not with the example that I gave of like you're creating an internal tool. But for instance, I was working at a travel company and everybody in the organization traveled. So 
I actually did talk to quite a few people who were outside of the product team, right? So they didn't actually work that much on the product. And I, I did some, some testing with them to see what they thought because they were actual users of the product and they didn't work so closely with the product. So they, they weren't constantly looking at it. They weren't constantly using it. They, you know, so it was, it was quite interesting because they did have some feedback that 100% aligned with the feedback that we were getting externally. But again, just be careful not to, not to replace it. So just because these, these employees did travel and I did do this internal testing doesn't mean that I didn't then go talk to external users because there are a lot of biases that can come up when you do internal testing. So those are the instances and scenarios in which I would use internal testing. I think it's a great tool. If you can go straight to users and if you feel like the prototype is fine, you're feeling good, you did a dry run, then there's no need to do internal testing. Like this is just really something that you can choose to do or not, right? You know, and it, I, I just don't want to say like, we always have to do this before we talk to external users. But there, the, those scenarios are, are ones in which I would particularly think about using internal testing. And I would say that I would probably, it's really hard to give a percentage, but I would only do internal testing like 20% of the time, right? Maybe 30. But like, so that's, that's a very small percentage in which I would put internal testing actually in to my process, to my user research process. However, sometimes it can work. And I, and I would recommend, like, if you've never done internal testing before, like, try it out. See what it's like. See if it helps, right? Like, I, I was also working at a social media company in which internal testing made a lot of sense. So we went and we we had – I wouldn't say it was, like, a clunky prototype, but it was a concept that we were still kind of, like, working through and trying to understand. And some of our employees were, were again, were users of this. And so we ran it by them to kind of almost – help us with the brainstorming process, right? So they would they 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 gave a lot of really great feedback and it helped us shape the concept a little bit more. It was kind of like a brainstorming session more than more than internal like a like a strict internal test, but it it was really helpful because like instead of getting kind of some basic information from from external users we were able to get it internally and then our concept was more fully fledged and we could get better feedback externally so that's really when i would recommend internal testing um, and if you're interested in this there are a few different ways that you can set up internal testing at your organization. So I used to do monthly tests. So, and I used to do them usually with people who had newly joined the company. So if there was somebody, so back back in Germany, we had like new joiners, uh, I think at the midway point of every month in one company, and sometimes it's the beginning of the month, whatever it is. So every month I would round up <laughs> the people who just recently joined and I would say, is there any sort of like internal test that I want to run on them because they're new? And it was also a really great introduction to user research for them, right? Something else that I did was like speed dating testing. So this is literally you have like a group of people, you have a station and they like go through these different, you have like a piece of paper where you've written down all the questions that you have for feedback and people just go through each of the prototypes and then for, you know, 10 minutes give feedback and then hand it to the next person and they get the next one. And then they give 10 minutes of feedback and then hand it to the next person. And then again, they get the next prototype. So if you have like 
a bunch of different prototypes, a bunch of different ideas that you just kind of want to test internally before you either decide on if you want to put it in front of users or if you want to narrow down how many you're putting in front of users. Like this like kind of speed dating thing could be speed prototyping, let's say. Uh, kind of thing could be really interesting for you. Um, I also had something called a demo desk and I loved this so much. So I had a little station and this, this worked better in person. I actually haven't thought about it as like a remote kind of concept, but I'm sure that you could turn it into remote. But I had a demo desk where I had several different devices and all of the kind of prototypes and ideas that the product team was working on. And Within that, I had a sheet where they could fill out, you know, what prototype they were looking at. And I asked like questions about, you know, how does, what do you think of this? You know, if you were to try to complete X task, you know, what was, what was that experience like? So people had this, could go up to this demo desk at any time and give feedback anonymous because the, the papers were completely anonymous on the things that we were working on. And that was actually a really, really fun way of spreading user research into the organization of making people feel good about giving their kind of two cents, especially since there were some issues behind like account management and product management and, you know, um, feature requests and, and stuff like that. So, so people also felt like involved in the process. And then it gave a clear indication of what the product team was working on across the organization. So that was really, 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 really fun. I really highly recommend creating a demo desk if that's something that you think would fit at your culture. It's just, it's really fun. And uh, when people filled out the form, I, I give, I have like a piece of chocolate so you could come by my desk, you could drop your form off and I would give you like a piece of chocolate. <laughs> so that's how that worked. Always have an incentive. Usually food works. <laughs> so those are the ways that I have implemented internal testing. You could of course do it ad hoc. Like these are more you know, uh, ongoing or continuous internal testing, like the monthly thing where I, I brought the new joiners in and I would do like any sort of internal testing with them. Or uh, the demo desk is kind of an ongoing thing. The speed prototype test is and can be ongoing, but you could also do it randomly. So let's say, again, like most of the studies don't make sense for internal testing, but you happen to come by one that does, like uh, you're testing font types and you're like, oh, this would be the perfect time to like get some colleagues together and do some tests with them, that's totally fine to do it randomly as well. And of course, I, whenever I did this randomly, I also had an incentive. So I usually it was candy and I would say, please come for 30 minutes to do this test. And uh, it was uh, most people that came for, for the candy really, and could give us good feedback. Um, so that is my two cents on internal testing. Again, I just want to stress that internal testing is not the same as talking to external users, right? It will not get you the same results. So it's not something that we can replace, right? But it is something that can help and be quite beneficial in a few different scenarios that we had talked about today. So I highly recommend if if an internal testing opportunity comes your way, give it and you haven't tried it especially, give it a try, see what it's like. If you do a lot of internal testing and don't talk externally to users, think about how you can maybe switch that up. 
right? So are there, maybe you do less internal testing and try and push out more to external users, right? So just make sure that you're trying as much as you can not to replace the uh, external users with your colleagues, so with any sort of internal testing. But it's definitely something that's great to try, nice to have in your toolkit, and and know kind of what when it feels good to use. And that's a lot of trial and error, like anything in user research, right? So overall, I would have said maybe five years ago, boo to internal testing, and now I'm saying yay to it with certain caveats in certain situations and not as a replacement. <laughs> Just really drilling that in. So anyways, yeah, I hope that this was really helpful for you. And I really enjoyed talking about this particular topic. So if you as well have more questions for me uh, in the description of this episode, I link to how to submit a question. So either a voice question or you can email me if you don't want your voice featured. And I would be happy to answer. But thank you so much again for listening. I'm not sure if I say this in my outro. I recorded my outro in September and it's now January. So maybe I should look at that. But if you love this, please review it. I don't have like any reviews. <laughs> and to be honest, it makes me a little bit sad. But if you if you do love this, uh, please, please review it because it, it really does help get out to more people. And the entire point of this podcast was to get out to as many people as possible and to help as many people as possible with the questions that they're facing or the struggles that they're that they're kind of trying to overcome. So anywho, I will talk to you all later and I can't wait to answer the next question. See ya. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and submit your next question. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.